So, we are in the process of building to an event that I mentioned in a previous video that I did today as well. Uh, mainly because the building process to this event had apparently a, as, as I called it in that video, a very overused, predictable trope of the breakup quit kind of deal that we know is not going to last because that character is going to play a probably an integral part uh, in the series and they're going to come back and they're going to be like, look, I talked to so-and-so or I had a spiritual encounter with, you know, so-and-so and I've realized, look, I'm willing to give this a chance, but if this guy betrays me or does whatever or betrays us, I'm not going to hesitate to pull out his heart or something like that. Or cut out his heart or whatever. So, uh, yeah, basically it had, basically the build-up to said event has one of those moments in it. And during the video, I asked, uh, I didn't ask, but I kind of mentioned of whether or not this event even is going to have ties to the main book. And it looks like it might have some ties, but not entirely. It's just, it's kind of complicated. It's kind of complicated because it's one of those comic book arcs. It's one of those comic book arcs where you have to mainly have all the issues to really fill in the gaps. Like, not necessarily, but you do have to have all the issues. It's kind of like with... Archie Comics. When Archie Comics, um, later on, um, during the, um, how do I put this, later on during the uh, first uh, Worlds uh, Collide, yeah, the Worlds Collide story arc, the first Mega Man Sonic story arc, you had to have all the issues to get the, the whole gist. You had to have all the issues to get the whole gist of the story. Yeah, that's what you needed. You needed the main Sonic book, you needed the Mega Man book, you needed uh, Sonic X, and you needed Sonic Universe. You needed those books to fill in the gaps, to get the whole crux, if you will, the whole crux of the story. You even had to have little uh, filler issues as well that they would sell to fill in other details. You know, when it came to Worlds Collide. And the same for its sequels, Worlds Unite. Which, again, you had to have the main Sonic book, the Mega Man book. You had to have Universe. And you had to have Boom. Sonic Boom, that is. To fill in all the gaps. To fill in all the details. As well as you also had to really, if you're into getting all that detail, really had to get the... Uh, side stories, the side books known as the Battle battle Networks or something like that, the Sonic Mega Man Battle uh, issues. You had to get all that. You had to get all of that. And it's and that's not the first time either. When Ken Penders and Carl Bowles and all of them were doing the book and, you know, back um, during the build to, I think, what was it? Um, the build to... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's the issue? Oh, yeah. The build to 100. When the build to 100 was occurring, one of the story arcs that they uh, focused on, they did an adaption, actually, of, was Sonic Adventure. And Sonic Adventure was such a big story arc that it, in, that it not only 
encompassed a majority of the issues for that run, but you also had to include a Sonic Super Special, 48-page special, to you know get the full gist of it, as well as you had to get a few, I think, Knuckles issues. I think Knuckles' comic was still going on at that time. You had to get a few Knuckles stories, you know, as backstories and as issues to fill in the gaps. Pretty much, you had to have all of that, you know, together, you know, to get the real full, um, I guess you could say the full spectrum, the full aspect of what was going on. Uh, and again, going back to Sonic, uh, you can even look at pre uh, the pre-reboot, pre soft retcon reboot error of Ian Flynn when he did Iron Dominion. He did Iron Dominion, and during Iron Dominion, he decided to use four issues of Sonic Universe entitled Journey to the East, featuring Sonic, Sally, Monkey Con, and Tails, you know, as a part, as an extension of that, so that way you would have to not only read the main book to get an idea of what was going on, but you'd also have to read Universe to see basically what was going on with Sonic and Sally and, and their team in the mission over uh, on the eastern side of, of Mobius. You know, that's what you need to do. And even during the Mecha Sally arc, you had to sometimes, you know, get universe and all that to fill in certain gaps in which, you know, she was involved, in which Sally, as Mecha Sally, would be involved in, you know, um, outside of the main book. Because if they would mention something that happened, you know, with the character in the main book, you know, you wouldn't know what they're talking about unless you had universe. It, you know, so there are things like that. And, you know, even Lynn Cara, Lewis Lovehog, at a top the fourth wall, has talked about this too. Every time he's done, you know, a, a big comic event for his you know, annual, uh, yearly annual uh, comic events month, whether he does it once or twice a year, which makes it a bi-year, which makes it kind of like a uh, by quarter, by quarterly, um, annual event or whatever. But basically, he's, mainly it's a yearly event that he does his events comics month. When he does, you know, event comics like that for that time, for that time of year, for that month, or even if he does it because someone patreons it, you know, he will mention the fact that, you know, to really get the full gist the full spectrum, the full aspect of what's going on from a storyline perspective, you need to look at all these side issues out there, all these side comics out there to get the real full gist of it. That's what you need to do. You know, it's like, um, what was one of them he talked about? You know, I think, what was it? Like Secret Wars 2 is one of them he talked about. I think he talked about... um, what was it, the Crisis on Infinite... No, not Crisis on Infinite, but the... What was it? What was the, the uh, other one? It was something with the DC Heroes about a fate or something like that. Hold on, let me let me look it up here. Um, just looking it up here. So, okay, so the fandom... Fandom.wiki has it. So... Okay, Heroes in Crisis, House of M, Secret Empire, and I don't like these pop-ups when they happen. <laughs> Zero Hour, Crisis, Isis in Time. So, basically, 
you know, he's done all these for a while. And, um, and basically, he, yeah, it's events like Heroes in Crisis, Zero Hour, stuff like that, where he brings up the, brings up the fact that instead of just having a story where you could just, you know, read what's going on and maybe, let's say, have a flashback here and there, not too long, but give you an idea in the flashback as, as to how we got to said event. Instead, you have to go out and purchase all these different issues um, of different comics and everything, like like Superman or like uh, Green Lantern or Wonder Woman or Justice League America, Justice League Society, stuff like that, The Flash. You had to purchase all these. Kind of like what I mentioned with the Death of Superman video I did. I mentioned that a lot, that the entire spectrum of that story that went for a long time, 15 issues, it, it didn't just include, you know, the traditional Superman comics that you were used to, but it also included Justice League America and Green Lantern on top of that. So you had a lot of different other comics that tied in to the story. And Linkara basically, if there's one thing that irritates him when it comes to these kind of things, is the fact that the publishers don't just focus on the event itself. They're basically telling you, hey, you want the full gist of it? Go out and get this comic. Go out and get this comic. Oh, we just released these mini series, this limited mini series of comics to really give you just. That's what gets on his nerves. That's what pisses him off. So you can only imagine, in my opinion, if he's even aware of it, you know, in any you know shape or form, you gotta you you can only imagine his reaction to hearing about the upcoming IDW uh, TMNT uh, event comic called the Armageddon Game. Because basically, basically, ladies and gentlemen, you have, get this, let me see if I got this right, you have nine issues of the main comic, you have eight issues of Armageddon Game, okay, you have five issues of an Alliance tie-in comic to it, and, and if I'm right here, you have two issues of the opening moves prequel. That's what you have. So you have, like I said, you have not. You have basically. It looks like eight. Is it eight? I think yeah, eight issues. One thirty-one, one thirty-two, one thirty-three, one thirty-four, one thirty-five, one thirty-six, one thirty-seven, one thirty-eight, one thirty-nine. Yeah, you have nine issues. I should say you have nine issues of the main book. Two of the prequel to Armageddon Game, which makes it 11. Five of the Alliance tie-in during said event, which makes it 16. And then you have eight of the Armageddon Game, which makes it 24 comics in the span of almost a year. 24 comics. And apparently they're supposed to all tie in. Or do they? Do they tie in? And apparently, it looks like they do tie in because this is from Tom Waltz. This is from Tom Waltz, and you'll probably see it on the screen too. But basically, he gave a checklist for the Armageddon game. And this is why I kind of ranted a little bit about the whole Eloplex leaving Quinny the team scenario. We all know she's going to be back. 
whether it's going to be in the Alliance book, whether it's going to be in the main book, whether it's going to be in Armageddon game itself, we all know she's going to be back, and she's going to basically reconcile with the Turtles, with the Splinter Clan, but maybe look at Shredder or Okusaki and say, I got my eye on you, you betray us just once, I'm not going to hesitate to kill you, kind of deal. That's what I see happening. That's why I said in the previous video, it's predictable. Way too predictable, in my opinion. But yeah, you have a total of 24 issues, 24 issues, ladies and gentlemen, in the span of nearly a year. Nearly a year. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Nine months. You have nine months. Nine out of 12 months. Months for a whole story. But the question obviously is, you know, what will be the outcome of this story? You know, what will be the honest outcome of this story, you know, when it finishes up? Like, why why do this now? Why not save this? Why not save this? And I was just checking the time there. Why not save this until maybe, let's say, the final issues? Like, if the comic does come to a conclusion soon, which, de depending on what reports you believe, could be in the near future... Why not save this storyline event for that time? Why do it now? You know, why do it now? And my, my guess, my assumption, my guess, is we're looking, and, and again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But we're looking at a reset, is what we're looking at. Because the way the Rat King is described in this interpretation of the TMNT is he's an ancient being. He's part of a family of siblings that throughout the centuries used to play different games with whoever winning basically being able to have whatever they want. And the Rat King in this excuse me, in this interpretation of his character wants chaos. He wants nothing but chaos. And if he wins this, that's what he'll get. But but again why do this story now instead of waiting to the very end? Like when you know the comics are going to come to an end. And again, like I said, I think we're heading for a reset. I just get this feeling. When I, when I hear a title like The Armageddon Game, when I hear a title like The Armageddon Game, being someone that reads comics for a while, you know, you know, for a lifetime, I should say, someone that reads comics for a while, for a lifetime, when I see titles like this being utilized, it usually means something's going to happen. Something big. Something huge. You know, when Sonic did the Genesis Wave deal, yeah, the first Genesis Wave was to, you know, in storyline was to try to reset the world in Eggman's image, but also play tribute and homage to the Sonic 1 2 uh, games on the Sega Genesis. That's fine. But when they did the other. Genesis Wave, which led us into the first crossover, and then the other one um, as well, that was all done to basically reset the world due to legal issues. Pretty much. Now, the other Genesis Wave that came after that, not a big deal because, hey, they just wanted to do another crossover, and they also kind of tied it in to what was going on in, main, in the main stories of each book, so I'll give them that. Um... But the point that I'm getting at 
the point that I'm getting at, any time, you know, I see something like the Genesis wave, the way it's, you know, not the Genesis wave, but any time I see a story, you know, that's built up the way it is, and all that, you know, and presented the way it is, that usually is indications of change is going to happen. You know, with DC and Marvel, to an extent, we saw it. You know, they had certain event comics that kind of reset the world. They kind of reset the character status. They, you know, changed things up to be different. To kind of give like a, you know, you know a, a new, you know, like a new fresh coat of paint, but didn't really need it kind of deal. You know, in other words, like a second chance at life. That, that's what it is, a second chance at life. You know, so when I look at something like the title of the Armageddon game, that to me is code, in my opinion, code word for reset. What kind of reset? We don't know. We don't know what kind of reset. But apparently, there was an image floating around, and Old Tuttle then showed this image as well, of what looks like to be the future of TMNT. Like the future of the characters. Like where they're going to be. And in this image you had Elplex, you had Jenica, you had the new Venus. You know, you had all the characters. Along with the turtles. And all that. And I don't know if that was because of Last Ronin. I think that might have been for Last Ronin or something. But still, you had that image floating around. And... Right now, what it looks like to me is we've gotten to a point where pretty much the writers, Kevin Eastman and all of them, uh, have done everything they could with the IDW series. They have. Now we're seeing spinoffs of The Last Ronin, we're seeing this, we're seeing that. So it makes me really curious if the Armageddon game is indeed going to be what I feel it's going, what I feel and believe it could be. And that's a reset. What kind of a reset? We don't know. We do not know. Because we don't know what role Shredder or Rokusaki is going to play in it. Because there is a cover with him in the center. It's kind of like, a, it's kind of like one of those uh, connecting covers. Where it's like you get a cover from Armageddon Game. And you have to connect it back to back with a cover of the main book. And he's right in the center. So we don't know if he's going to have an involvement. We don't know. You know, we don't, you know, now, we don't know how, you know, you know, we don't know what, how big the impact of this uh, Armageddon plot, you know, is going to be, courtesy of the Rat King, like, you know, what is he going to do, how far is he going to go, what will be affected, but again, just, you know, just reading this title here, just reading this title, it, to me, it gives off the vibes. It gives off the vibes that we're going to get a reset. I don't know what kind of a reset, like I said, but it's going to be a reset to where, you know, you might still have things as they should be or as they currently are. Like you still have Jenica on the team, you have Elplex back on the team, but it'll be back somewhat to a status quo to it could be a good chance that Splinter gets resurrected. And if he is, Shredder goes, you know, Shredder could go back to being a bad guy. Maybe that's what happens. We don't know. But when you have uh, people at the old tunnel den 
coming out and saying that this is a story arc that's been building up for months and years, you know, throughout the ex throughout the existence of the comic itself. That does give off the vibes that we're going to get a reset. Now, I like I said, I might be wrong, and this just might be something that really changes the status quo once again, you know, of the IDW book. But I, I don't think so. I mean, you got all these different elements coming into play, and you know, it 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 just it just feels like they're getting ready to reset. You know, it's like they're getting ready to reset. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of reset to where you start all over again and you get a new no, a new number one issue. No. I'm talking a reset that's kind of similar to what some comics like the Archie Sonic did uh, back when they had to do the Seth, Soft Red Connor reboot. And that's basically, you know, the issue's continuing as if nothing really happened, but you do notice subtle changes, if not major changes, within the story, of, within the story and the continuity because of this said event. But we won't know, you know, exactly whether or not that's the case until next March. Now, I know some people might be watching this and saying there ain't no way they can do that. This is too popular, you know, with the fans. The fans like what they see. And that is indeed true. I'm not denying that. But to me, being a longtime fan of comics and being a longtime TMNT fan and having seen, like I said, these kind of titles for, you know, events and all that, you know, be showcased before and highlighted before, I feel that this is leading to something of a reset. I really do. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm half right and half wrong, so be it. But it gives off those vibes. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But what do you guys think? What are your thoughts overall? You know, on the upcoming Armageddon game that officially begins uh, this month, you know, with the first issue and all that. What are your thoughts on it, uh, you know, at this time? What are your thoughts on the prequels that came out? How long do you think Elplex will be gone? Again, like I said in a previous video, I think it's just a p very predictable that she'll be back sooner rather than later, much sooner than you can think. But what are your thoughts overall? Comment below, live chat during the premiere, like the video. Super thanks are open after the premiere. Super chat, super stickers during the live stream. Also check me out at Vimo at BW Roses for content you can't get anywhere else except there. Also check me out at Venmo at Brian-Warmer-2 and at Cash App at BW Roses 98 to help support me immediately in that area. As well as check me out at BW Roses Discussions all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. And also check me out at Patreon.com at BW Roses with a $1 or $3 tier. Also check out the Teespring store as well. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. What do you, how do you feel about this Armageddon game? Do you get the same sense of feeling that I do that this could lead to a reset? And again, how long do you think Elplex will be out? Do you agree that she won't be out that much longer? What are your thoughts? Let me know down below and in the live chat. And until next time, guys, I am out.